Make it my strong desire that in my secret heart no other love competes, no rival throne survives, and I serve only you. Help us, O God, to be masters of ourselves so that we may become the servants of others. Take our lips and speak through them, take our minds and think through them, and take our hearts, God, and set them on fire. For Christ's sake, amen. You are the light of the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Where is that? Who said that? <laughs> this, is, this is a test. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> good. So far, so good. What, do you know where that came from? Where does he say that exactly? Kind of sort of the Bible. Sermon on the Mount. Pastor Jeff's. <laughs> he knows all the answers. God's gift to us this morning from the prophet Isaiah um, is God's great light that shines upon us, that shines upon his people, and that we ourselves are light. You and I. Everyone with, is born with this very special light, special who you are, your soul is your light, your gifts, the things that you love, your passion, those are light. That's a piece of God's light in you. A piece of God's light in me is white cocovin served with Provence with a, with a, with a really nice uh, varietal, a uh, Rome varietal. <laughs> you, you did this. Yeah, you did that. Um, one, another part of my light is uh, the gift of tears. When I speak, oftentimes what I do right now, I often cry. And that gift is a part of who God is, that when he's with his people, God cries for his people. And so it manifests in me as well. That's part of my gifting. Every one of you has a special, special gift. That's your light that you share with the world. Uh, it's amazing it's, an, it's, it's just it's in a, a moment of awe when you think about your own light. I mean, just take a moment to think about how God manifests his light in you. It's incredible, right? Amazing how God has given you, each of us, these very special gifts. And uh, we should be just, we should be in awe all the time for what the things that God has given to us how that light is manifest. Light is, also, light is also manifest in our wounds, in the brokenness of who we are. It's not just in the positives or the, the strengths, but oftentimes, and sometimes very, very powerfully, in those broken parts of who we are, the wounds that we have. Mark and I went to visit a, a dear friend of mine on New Year's Day, and he's struggling with dementia, a very unusual kind of dementia. And it's just, it's kind of ironic because Mark actually has been diagnosed with the same dementia. And there was this, there was this amazing connection between the two of them. I could, when they looked at each other, when my, when my friend looked at Mark and they talked, there was this, this like energy and, and miracles happened because this gentleman needed to talk to someone who understood what nobody else could understand. And when Mark spoke with him, they understood each other because that pain drew them together and their light. You could just see it. I mean, it was just like electricity flowing between the two. 
and it's powerful and wonderful. Light can do that. There are two things in this passage that light that talks about that we want to I just want to highlight. Number one is your light is very little. I mean, what we talked about in our little song earlier, this little light um, is very little, but it's extremely powerful, right? When you read this passage, you see what the light does. People are drawn to it. It's extremely, extremely powerful. There's, there's a warmth to light. It's very cozy, but it also is very explosive. It can light things up. It can bring healing. It exposes. Those are all parts of what light does too. Anybody ever gone, have anybody gone um, spelunking? Cave, cave, going in a cave. You could, you have like, it's like totally dark, right? And you turn on like this little tiny light and all of a sudden, the whole cave is lit with this tiny itty bitty light, right? The power of that one small light is, is, is extremely amazing. And, and that darkness, and just like the passage is saying, in contrast to darkness, that light just becomes even more explosive. Your gift, the light that's in each one of you, has a lot of power. You and I have this, we have this incredible opportunity, folks, to be a part of transformation in this world. Amen? Amen. We need to be a part of that, um, that journey of making things change. And you, each one of us, and together as a church, need to work together to bring change in this world. 2016, we start off just like every other year with a ton of challenges. And it's good to remind ourselves that we, that we have this power that, excuse me, that God's given to us. And so use that, just use, allow God to use that. Um, just allow God to, to, to use that power that's within you and the light to shine to change things. And, and it doesn't matter if it's just, you know, again, in your, in your communities, where you work, your schools, your families. That's, that's, that's the power right there. And I know that. And I know there are days, <laughs> I know there are days, like for me, where you're just tired. And, and you come home and you think, oh, I don't have any power. Or I don't, I don't really care. So I mean, like, the, so the, the Jews in this in this group, in this passage were in exile for seventy years, and when the prophet comes and says, "Arise, shine, for your light has come, and you're going home," I guarantee you, the first thing they they didn't want to be light. They didn't want to be light. They just wanted to go home, and they just wanted to take their sandals off and have a drink. They didn't want to be light. They didn't want to transform anything. They just want to get home. And so we understand, don't we? All of us. There are days when we just want to take our sandals off and forget it. And that's why we desperately need each other's light. There are days when we can give each other the light, that, the energy that we don't have. There are many, many opportunities. Many opportunities. Just listen. Listen and watch what God is doing all around you. There's always things happening. God is, God is moving. And there are, there are ways that if we pay attention, we can enter into it when opportunities like we're talking about with Mark and my friend, many opportunities, I'm sure when you think back, you know, you didn't plan that, but suddenly this moment appears and God uses you to speak hope and life to someone. That's a miracle. 
Use those and think about it. The more you do it, the more you see it, the more miracles you'll see. I guarantee you. It's sort of this, it's this ripple effect. There are many opportunities. Number two, the other thing about this, about light in this passage, it says your light will that your light will attract nations. Nations will come to you, right, in this passage. And I guarantee you that when nations come to you, everything and anything else will come to you under the sun. All things will come to you. Anybody gone camping? Anybody gone camping? And you turn on a, you light up a kerosene lamp. You light up that lamp. What's the first thing that comes to the lamp? Bugs! Bugs and gnats and yucky things come to that light. I mean, they like that light. It's kind of the same thing with you and us. That when you and I turn on lights, the first thing that comes to us are not necessarily the things you might not want. They might be things and people and, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a challenge, right? Because the... Gotta, that's, what, that's what it is. The church is a hospital. Did you know that? When you come here, this is a hospital. This is where the wounded come. This is where the broken come. This is where all of us, just like all of each one of us, that's why we're here. The wounded come to find hope, to find healing. And, and that's good, right? Right, Pastor Jeff? That's a good thing, right? Absolutely. But then, then that brings challenges. Absolutely. Sometimes. Did you ever see, did all y'all see Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? There's this place called the Island of the Misfit Toys. I always think of church like that. That's how I see it. There's like, you know, people with things that need a head, one-armed dolls, and it's like, it's not quite, not quite all together. And that's, and that's the journey, folks. So, what it means to be light. When you look again, as God's spoken in this passage, the power is what happens when that when that community comes together. Many years I spent a lot of time in ministry down in LA. I was at a Baptist church. I was basically I was was born or I was raised a Baptist. This is what I'm doing today is very traditionally Baptist. <laughs> this is very Baptist. I like it. Um, so, I was raised Baptist. I was a minister in the Baptist church for many, many years. And uh, one of the things I was in charge of was doing small groups. Uh, we, we're a pretty big church, about 600, 700. So, we had like 30 plus small groups. And most of the small groups were divided by age groups and um, geographical, demographic situations. And most of the groups at my church were what they call closed. So once you got to 15, 14, whatever, you closed the group. Because it just got to be, you know, you don't want to have, it's hard to build community when people come drifting in and out, in and out. And they, you need to build some kind of, um, uh, yeah, just, you, need to, it, you need to build intimacy. And in order to do that, sometimes it, if it's just open, then it's difficult. But my small group, I started a small group in Pasadena with a wonderful couple, Miller and Jenny Fong, and our group was always open, always open. So we, um, we would, we would, and they had a huge house, so that was nice. Um, 
because our group grew and grew. We, would, we were known to the best thing about my group was our food. <laughs> and that, of course, grew in everything under the sun. When we had kids, you could serve good food and people come. And, uh, and the Miller, Miller and Jenny have this incredible, wonderful gift of hospitality. You always know somebody with the gift of hospitality by the fact that they never clean, they don't have to clean their house in order for people to come in. That's, your, that's the dead giveaway because people with hospitality don't care. They just want you to come in and enjoy the house and they're not about like cleaning up and necessarily, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't filthy, but <laughs> it wasn't spotless either. And so we had all, everything come, everything, everybody came to my small group who was couldn't get into their small group, which meant that we got to be big. Sometimes we were 25, 30 people, which is the size of some churches. And, um, and that became, you know, so there were issues with that. Uh, we had people who just had a hard time socially. Some of the people just had a hard time yeah, connecting with others and this kind of thing. We had a, a woman actually who had a restraining order on her and she couldn't get into any other church. So she came to ours and she came to my small group. And so, and we, we had all kinds of people. It was fun. There was a young man who came to visit and stay for a while, or stay, um, and he, his name was Mike. And Mike was um, an engineer, he was an architect actually, with Walt Disney. And uh, he was a very, just a quiet, gentle spirit, very sweet. And he was uh, just coming to find, at the end of the day, he was really coming to try to find a soulmate. And so he, uh, he hung around, and young women came and went, came and went, but didn't connect. Uh, we would spend a lot of time together, him, him and I, we would get together. I would go to the, to the studios, and we would have counseling times about, about relationships and all this kind of stuff. And I really got to know Mike well and enjoyed him. Uh, he struggled and had difficulty in that area, but he was a sweet he contracted, or he had eventually came down with stage four cancer. Then, went at the end, finally moved into his brain. Microscopic pieces of cancer that metastasized in his brain. During the year, he was sick for at least a year and a half. Um, during that year, the small group came together and they visited him. They took him, these same people that were somewhat the misfit toys came together and they helped Mike. They provided meals, they took him to the doctor, they, they took care of even some Miller, who again, the, the host of the family would take care of his financials because he was unable to think for a while about how to manage it, paying bills and so on and so forth. It was incredible. Watching this community of misfit toys coming together, loving Mike, through this journey all the way to the gates of, gates of death. Uh, he moved, he's, Mike was originally from this area, from Alameda. So his parents still live in, in Alameda. 
he moved back home the last few months of his life, and I and others would go back and forth from L.A. to Alameda to visit him the last few months that he was here on Earth, and his family was watching what was going on, how his soul was taking place. His brother, in sister and brother-in-law were going to Christian Layman Church, which is in Oakland. And they were watching what was going on with my small group and me. And at that point, uh, a few months after Mike died, they were looking, Christian Layman Church was looking for a pastor. And uh, so, they, so they asked me to candidate for the position. If it wasn't for Mike, if it wasn't for that community of love that came around Mike and those opportunities to love and to care for people, um, I never would have gotten a call from this church. It really was the light of that particular group and our love for one another that drew that light that then propelled me into where I am today. And my eventual, my eventual healing and journey of coming out. I mean, it was all really about this one little light that was happening in this small group. It's really quite amazing. You never know. You never know how your light and all the light that you do, that, that happens within a community, what will it do to, to, to many other people? It's very powerful and wonderful. Oftentimes, I think that you and I, we don't feel, we don't feel like big lights or even little lights. Sometimes the greatest darkness we experience is the one inside our own hearts inside our own minds. When that happens, when that happens to you and to me, when that happens to us, God says to you, receive. Receive love. Receive hope. Just take it. Let light come into you again. And we need to do this more often than you could possibly imagine. We think we, think we can get through a day <laughs> or a moment in time but we need, we need light desperately. You need love desperately. And you need to hear the voice of God saying to you over and over and over, I love you, I love you, I love you. That's the voice of the Lord. That's exactly what he wants to do. Let's pray. Take a moment in the silence and listen to God. God understands who you are. He made you. He understands the things that are causing stress, the things that are difficult, the challenges you're going through. And he says to you, receive. Receive this incredible light. Let the power flow. God, we love you. Send your power, send your love, and then send us, God. Send us to the land of the misfit toys.
Help us to be light and salt. We love you, God. Pray these things in your name. Amen.